Hello and welcome to AF Eloquence, the podcast about football where we are eloquent AF about all things football. What do we say, Emil? I don't even know how to do the intro anymore. What do we say? No, I think that was an eloquent intro, about as eloquent as AF Eloquence usually gets, or should I say AFL Eloquence, which is what I normally say. Yes, we are <laughs> eloquent AF about all things footy. My name's Emil Freund, and this is what, round 19? Yeah, round 19. And that was like the, the hardest struggle of an intro I think I've ever done in my life i've um i've literally just come fresh of doing voiceover gigs for money proper money nice work and that was terrible if, I, if they ever heard that i'd be i'd be looking for work Emil. well i mean you get second takes and we we, we technically could do a second take but that's not really we're no. all about first takes here on af eloquence i know i thought that <laughs> i was halfway through second was takes like... are all about research and <laughs> If we started there, if we open the door to the second takes, then where, no. do we, where do we close it? We're not about a second take. We're about a hot take. And that Ooh. right there is as hot as it gets. And I thought, yeah, halfway through, it's like, I'll just start again. Then I thought, that's not the spirit of this podcast. I'm just going to suffer this and keep going and see what happens. And I did. And here we right? are. Here we are. Uh, on Friday, the 19th of July, might that's I say. Right. 2.52 in the afternoon. Beautiful Welcome Arvo. and welcome. Yeah, it is a beautiful Arvo. The sun is shining. Round 19. Um, can you believe right. it's round 19, Emil? Can you believe? Uh, it, it's making me sad because our, our team's seasons are going to finish within the next three weeks or so. And that makes yeah. me sad. Well, six weeks rather. Oh, absolutely. It's, um, yeah, it's short. Hang on. It's round 18. It's round 18. Round 18. That makes more sense. Oh, that's I, yeah. fine. In that, in that case, <laughs> there's plenty of time, time left. Oh, he's still making finals. No, no time to get nostalgic yet. Yeah, exactly. He's still making finals. That's right. Um, maybe even the Blues will make finals. Um, Mate, well, you might. A little maybe. mini final in overtaking Melbourne this weekend would be a nice little feat. That's true. I, I, our big game for the remainder of the year is the um, is the draft pick cup between the Blues and Adelaide later on in the season at the MCG, oh. which is going to be a. I reckon our fans will get out in force is, of that game. Is it a uh, really... is it round 23, did you say? Do you play them in the last round? No, we play them... We play Geelong. <laughs> Geelong down in Geelong for the last round of the comp, oh, which is... Go out with a bang. Oh, just real nice. Thanks. Real nice. Um, we got a little... Yeah, we got a little... I think it's actually even next round. Yeah, next round we're playing Adelaide at the G. So They will be, come um, out in force. Hmm. Hmm. The stocker... The stocker uh, mm. trophy. There's no. Yeah. I can't think of an S word that means award. Mm, shield. The stocker shield. Oh, there, there it is. It's easy. It's right there in front of your. Right in, in front, front of, of our face. A shield. Yeah. The stocker shield. Who will it's win? It's perfect it? because. Well, uh, look. I think we've already I won. It. You'll I'm happy win. The stocker. It also yeah. helps because we are quite defensive about the whole pick thing. The Blues, as um, you and, would be, if it was so. Going shield as a, is. Yeah. Well, it was Shields going appallingly title. for a while. So, like, you know, there's fair reason to be, you know, touchy on it because it didn't look great. Now, she's, it's starting to look like a whole different thing with where you're at. So, um, I mean, that being said, Adelaide did just beat the Gold Coast by 100 points or so. Um, it's true, but I don't think... Yeah, dominant display. I don't think that necessarily means too much at the moment. Uh, what a Gold Coast, 12 or losses in a row. That's a... yeah. It's, it's a fair record. They're rolling over though. Well, look. Well, let's let's put it this way: your your dollar twenty two favourites, Carlton against Gold Coast, and you haven't been favourites in a game for how long is it? What's this stat? We haven't won when we've been favourites in a game for over three years. That's insane. 
And it's only the likes, and even being favourites, it's only like one of the third time since 2016 or something Something like that. Something like that. Something crazy. It is crazy. But that gives you an idea of where Gold Coast are at. Like, obviously, Carlton are coming all right, but it's been a month of that, you know. Like, it's, but everyone's believing it. It's like Gold Coast are this bad and Carlton are looking all right. It's a a big favouritism. But Emil. We've got to start with something else. Yes. we And I feel that um, it's an interesting season for us because we've now both had our coaches sacked. That's right, Mid-season man. The merry-go-round has claimed a second victim. The, it has. But we said, we said it last week that, you know, rider beware. You, you right. know this is a thing that can happen if you hop on the merry-go-round. You can get hurt. Man. And I guess, look, that's six week interim, the six week period for uh, for Ratten as well. It's precisely what you called for, Bart. Absolutely, they must have been listening to AF Eloquence um, when they when they made their yeah, call man. on Alan Richardson's career. Because uh, I do what is it? believe I meet Baines, or is he now at the? Uh, no, he's Bulldogs. at the doggies. Yeah, he's at the he's doggies. doggies. Yeah, he's great. Who's though. who's who have we got at the at Saints? Oh, um, of course, Bassett um, is the president. We've got Simon Lethlians, yeah. the man with their. The the pu- the puppeteer behind the puppets. That's uh, Simon Lethlian. Um, well, we all know Simon Lethlian's a big listener of our show, but he is. I reckon he is. He does his own little St Kilda podcast every, or he features on one every week or so at St Kilda. And I reckon they, you know, dabble over here from time to time to hear a little bit of the goss that we're hearing, the talk that we're hearing over at AF Eloquence, and um, they might have got that one. Hey, because I did say I thought that Alan Richardson would lose his job. And they'd give Brett Ratner a six-week trial. Or they should do that. And they they have. So I'm happy, Emil. I'm, uh, it's, a, it's a lovely Friday. The sun's out. It's my day off. And I feel pretty good about the whole thing because I like Brett Ratner. And obviously, I'm sad for Richo. Let's not. Of, of course. I think it was like handled really well. And I feel for Richo because he's a nice guy. And all of the, all of the stuff that's been said about Alan Richardson. Um, and he's been dealt a tough, tough hand. It's all true. But also, it, it wasn't it wasn't happening with him, and I don't think it was going to with him at the helm with that group. And um, and Brett Ratton, I feel, has that thing again from such a perspective outside of that loop of knowing what what they're actually like as coaches. He just feels something about him feels right to me as a St Kilda fan. That's that's all I can go on in, intuitively. It, it feels right. So I I really hope he goes really well, Brett Ratton, because I'd like to see him coaching us next year. But I have, he's got a better CV than Alan Richardson, anyway. So he does. He, there are arguments to be made that he'd be make a better senior coach. He's already been a senior coach, obviously at the Blues, and then for a really long time playing. I mean, coaching at Hawthorne and and being remarkably well regarded by uh, Alistair Clarkson, who is the you know modern the master of all things coaching. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, well, that that's right. And and Richo Richo's got a long CV of of his coaching. Um, credentials is is very long and he's worked his way up from vfl to like he's he's worked at nearly about six or seven clubs in the afl as assistants and all around so he's really yeah. been around the, around the system but this is his first time as a head coach um and his record isn't isn't fantastic he was always known as a really good mentor and i think he has been that he's a great great developed yeah that's right but i don't know if he has the game plan because it, the amount of times i don't know how professional footballers can dump kicks inside the forward 50 for so long with i just don't understand how he can can be not like the one thing we're focusing on this week guys 
we're kicking, we're lowering our eyes when we're kicking inside 50. I don't want to see any, like, how can that not fucking happen once in his whole time? You know, like, oh, geez, is it forwards coach? I don't know whose job that is, but boy, oh boy, Saints fans are tired of that. It's been like 15 years of that, man. It's It's got to be the last course of action when things aren't going right doesn't it like that big yes. long dump the kick dump down the kick. line or, or into the into the forward into the square um the top of the goal square that's got to be yeah. the last possible course of action you you take when you're when you've got the ball and you're under that pressure so clearly if that's been the main way that they've entered 50 or even moved the ball down the wing then that means that they're not getting to utilize their plan a and we're not seeing what their plan a is they're not even getting a chance to to, to implement it yeah, right, because you don't see it very often or you might have glimpses of that plan A working, but it really doesn't happen yeah, like it does at training, whatever that is. But but anyway, whatever whatever his coaching medal is, who knows how great a coach Alan Richardson is. All I know is he's a really good person. He really cares. He gives his all. He's really really caring and, and an emotional being. And he also he's also a great mentor and, de- and developer, but I don't know if he's the strategist as some of these coaches are and and i reckon brett ratton probably has a better footy coaching mind than alan richardson and also still has you know a, a whatever it is a fatherly figure thing that can have a bit of fun and you know do whatever to galvanize the group but also be hard enough and firm enough to challenge people to go to the next level um in whatever that is they that play needs to do so I reckon, I, reckon I, think, he's a, I reckon he's a good man for it. Good man for the job, Brett yeah, Ratton. Yeah, man, I think that you yeah, you could do a lot worse than um, Brett Ratton. And I think that it's even been – he's even been linked back again with the with the Blues. Yeah, uh, he said he wouldn't cancel is, it out. Yeah, which I think is interesting. I don't think that he'll get it for many reasons. But, um, I don't think I don't so. Think that, oh, it's a mature, just, it was a mature I, answer from Brett Ratton. I watched that and he was just being a realist. Like, he just oh, said yeah. he'd consider it. Which you would, like you consider anything. If anyone came up, (laughs) someone came up to you in the street and just said to you like, Neil, take this $200 and you'd you'd stand there and look at it and you'd be like, hmm. You would consider it for a second. You'd consider any, like any moment. It would be. It depends if it involved coaching Carlton or not. Um, 200 bucks, would you do it? Yeah. For 200 bucks. I mean... Depends if it was in a grubby brown paper bag or if it was an official tax declared thing. Because wow. if it was cash in hand, I probably would do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, it's Carlton. <laughs> exactly. They, they could, they've got arrangements they can make. Yeah, that's right. That. That's right. It'll all be. Cash I think Ratton. I think Ratton. I think you're going to be very happy with Ratton as your coach. I think he's going to be excellent for St Kilda. I really loved him when he was at the Blues. I thought, and and we've, as we've talked about in this podcast in episodes prior to this one, um, I thought he was really. Uh, it was really unfair the way that they got rid of him. And um, I think that I can't think of any players who played better under Mick Malthouse than they did under Brett Ratton. And in fact, mo- most went the other way. So that speaks to the way that the players, they, well, how they felt about him, what they thought about him. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. And I, th- I think he got the wrong people offside at the Blues, which is why he, he went. And, and I think people were impatient. Um, and I think, you know, it also makes a lot of sense from both of our clubs to have brought in Richardson and Bolton when they did um, in order, you know, it, being good developers and we both had young lists, you, you, you go, well, this may be the coach who takes us to that, you know, to the finals and, and takes that step. But 
If not, then at least we know that they're good developers so that when we need to make the shift, we can. And um, I think, you know, we've both both clubs have done that. So I guess we'll see, right? And it's, and it's for the greater good of the club, right? They've both been, they will be, if, if the next few years, the su- success you see, they were still integral parts of that journey, right? That they put in those foundations, whatever they are. That, so for the greater good, good, good of the club, they're kind of selfless years, aren't they? Rebuilding developing mentoring getting a a good culture like for those formative years and then you get the you know people get a bit impatient or change needs to come a fresh a fresh uh non-biased opinion on on a playing group and you know and come in and then take that next step um and i I reckon carlton were ready you know carlton were ready to do it they kind of just couldn't do it under under bolton and now they and now they believe they can and so I hope for a similar result, Mealy, with that uh, new interim coach, that new interim well, coach feeling. Um, it's good. It's been a good five weeks for the Blues, man. It's been a very good five weeks for the Blues. Yeah, you enjoying let's, your let's footy? Let's hope for a. Oh man, it's it's a whole different whole different story. Sing really when you're is. winning, mate. You got to sing when oh, you're winning. Yeah, I was dreading. I was dreading watching games. I was dreading even talking about footy on this pod. Oh, it gets sad, man. It does. It gets really sad um, when you feel like you're going backwards or you, you're middling. You don't feel like you're, you 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 take your clubs going in the right direction. It was really hard going for a while there. And whether or not Bolton could have, whether or not the, to the team could have pulled themselves out of their form slump, slump without the circuit breaker, I, I don't know. But I think that we've seen what uh, what a probably conservative coach Brendan Bolton was. Um, just by the manner in which that the, the team has played since David Teague's taken on the role. So um, I, I personally, I think I'd rather go see any football team play in a, in a, in a, in a, in a way full of attacking flair and, and an interesting kind of taking the game on style rather than flooding back. And, you know, I think that I'd much rather see that. So I'd, I'd rather die um, boldly than, than yeah. you know, quietly and, then he, and, 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 and defensively. Then he... Exactly, and then if you lose by whatever it was, three points to to Melbourne or the Dogs or whoever it was, but it's a hundred to one hundred and three or whatever that scoreline was in one of those games, you know, you still that's exciting. That's an exciting brand that you're uh, to watch. You know, that's that's far better than the dire football. But then again, you know, maybe your defence is, is so solid at Carlton, and that was one of Bolton's big things in his early tenure as coach. So that's it's a part of it, you know, and then. And oh, Teague absolutely. Was, Teague was a forwards coach, right? So he's he's being able to implement a more forward mindset, attacking mindset for the uh, for the team. So put those two together and hopefully find something in a, in, a, in a nice sweet spot, which you seem to have hit. So, but regardless of how the Blues go now for the next six weeks, you might you know win three, lose three, like that. There's a lot of positivity for next year now. There's a lot of hope, isn't there? It's got to be. It's yeah, there is. There absolutely is. Yeah, that's um, it's not the dire season that was last year and, and our membership's up and their attendance is up. It's like something like the third largest average attendance in the comp this year, which for a team that's been anchored at the bottom of the ladder the whole season is mighty impressive. You've got to give it to Kane oh, Little, yeah. our CEO. Little uh, Kane. Came, oh, Little Kane. You've got to give it to him. Um, yeah. for, for Because it's got to be, that's why they brought him over, to build that side of the business. Um, he'd done it at the Tigers successfully and now he's doing it at the Blues. And, and, Fuck yeah, about time. We hadn't really taken that step um, in the modern era because we've been so bad on field, but they've sold hope pretty well and they're continuing to do it. How many members do Carlton currently have now? 
60 something thousand that's massive and you can imagine you know so Lil Kane got the Tigers to 100,000 members yeah it won't take a big season next year to get the Blues fans on board if you've already got 60,000 and they're coming to games well um, they say that they say that there's um more there are more Carlton supporters people identify as Carlton supporters who may not be signed up as club members but out there than there are people who support oh, uh, almost any other team but but Collingwood. So, mate, can you imagine? They're like Carlton's poor. like a sleeping giant. Like you hear about Carlton in the eighties or the John Elliott era, and like the arrogance of some of the Carlton people. And can you imagine what ha- what will happen with some with the bandwagoners of every club that every club has when they all come out? If you guys, when you guys get get really good again, they'll be everywhere. Speaking of John Elliott, um, there was uh, apparently I read this morning that there was, uh, and it's it's been confirmed by a pretty good source uh, that there was an attempted boardroom coup this morning. They backed down. Um, what? But at, at yeah, Carlton? yeah, yeah. To- Tom Elliott and others. John, um, Tom, is Tom Elliott's what his his son or something? Who's Tom Elliott? Tom Elliott is his son. He's a, he's right. a broadcaster on Three AW or something. He's he's you know. He's got a fair bit of clout in the media and, and within certain Carlton circles. Right. Um, but yeah, there was um, there was a, a, apparently a, a bit of a boardroom coup this morning, which was then quashed. Um, yeah. Jeez, is, spicy. You know, what, what's um, going on there? What, what term? Is that over? What do you reckon that's over? The head coach, the new new direction? It's of the absolutely club? over like, the head coach. It's, it's them wanting to... So someone wants uh, David Teague, right? People are... Yeah, well, the, it's, it's, who knows? I think they don't know. Tom Elliott and whoever else is involved doesn't want just just wants to make the decision about the new head coach. Basically, that's why they would um, they would attempt this boardroom stoush. Is uh, I can't see any other reason why you'd do it. Um, so yeah, but apparently Bruce Bruce Matheson and and uh, the other power brokers at the club have. One out the day, at least today. No, wow. There's going to be a challenge at the AGM. I guess we'll Gee. see. Trouble um, in paradise yeah. still. Well, well, you know, it's that's the whole Carlton thing. And, and I mean, look, back. the same thing happened even at Richmond a couple of years before they, or the that's year before right. they won their flag. They had that. Yeah, the year before. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Well, yeah, maybe a change there is due as well. Um, um, well, what, well, quick question, and then I guess we'll get we can get onto this coming week of foosball soon. Um, but who would you like coaching Carlton next year? Two things. Who would you look first? Who would you like? Second, who do you think it'll be? I love David Teague. I love what he's doing at the club. I love the fact that the players have come out and backed him, um, have told the club that they want him and they like playing under him. That's huge. That's um, great, isn't it? I haven't heard of that happening before. In does that, that play? Yet. Yeah. Do, do that, does that pull any rank? Did in this 2019 day, day and age, does, it's fucking awesome. Players to, coming to you saying they like this guy, pull rank. It should be. It should hold more weight than almost anything. I think they're the, I agree. they're the they're the ones who are playing the game. They're the ones who have been coached by Brennan Bolton the last few years. And and if you're if you're Cade Simpson and Mark Murphy and to a lesser extent Cruiser, then you've been coached by Ratton and and Malthouse and um, maybe even Pagan for Murphy for a bit. I don't know, but it, that. You know what you're talking about. You've seen a lot of assistant coaches come and go. You've seen a lot of footy personalities come and go. If you back, if you come out and back David Teague as the coach, that's such a huge thing. It's such a huge vote in endorsement. I think it's massive. So I'm I'm listening to the players in that regard. I think 
fatigues the man. I think his um, tactical his ta- his tactics have been on display over the past five weeks. He's not been afraid to make changes in the middle of games, which I just don't really feel like I saw that often under Brennan Bolton and and not under even Mick Malthouse really. Um, I just didn't see that moment-to-moment tactical shift. Whereas with David Teague, and maybe it's my maturity as a football fan, but uh, you see it. You saw it with the way that they started off um, Ed Kono tagging that Fife wasn't working, switched Jack Silvani onto him. Um, therefore, moving Matt Kennedy up forward, that's kind of worked out because he played all his juniors as a centre-half forward and he's a bit undersized for it at AFL level. But look, you can see what Caddy has done at the, the Tigers and that's kind of working. He's presenting as another option, a strong leading marking target. So yeah, I, wow. I love it. I love it. Casbolt going forward when we need him, going back when we need him. Like I'm I'm really happy with the way he's coached. Moving Kerno and Murphy back into the midfield, like, Absolutely. I'm happy about it. I think Bolton had a good long-term plan in many respects, backed mostly the right players, um, but wasn't putting a premium on wins in the present, which is uh, really his undoing. It, it was. And I also just think what a what a fresh set of eyes that, that just doesn't have any bias on, you know, Players that are kind of yeah. players that you're going to play every week because you you love them and they've they're at, you want to be in the trenches with them or whatever it is that you like about that player. Like Jack Nunes has been that for us. The amount of times Jack Nunes should have been dropped and wasn't was just crazy because he had a fucking games record going as well. That's right. But like, but having someone like T come in and be like, Matt Kennedy needs who you know this is where I would play him if I had the final say, and then because I'd do this and whatever it is, like fresh set of eyes that isn't quite as in love with particular players can move the pieces around. Yeah, man, exactly that. And I look, you, you'll see the same thing happen at the saints. Like look at looking the, forward to it. Looking forward to that's it. That's exactly right. Yeah. And, and look at, look at the way that, um, you know, what's his name? Debuting we this week. Got a, that's a good yeah, story. We, we got Dalton Langlands, Langlands debuting. I've wanted to see what he's looked like. He's super fast. He's well, midfielder, just inside, outside, you know, pacey midfielder. And, we need that. And I want to see what he's like. And I don't think Richo was um, being negligent by not, or, you know, being safe or anything by not playing him. I think now he's actually around the right time to play him. He's Ready. in good form. Yeah. And he's a rookie and he's only on like years. Was he years, a mid-season he? rookie pickup? No, he wasn't. He's, he's no, he from okay. maybe like 2017. This would be his second year at the Saints, but he's rookie both years. Like rookie for one year, one year extension. Probably will get another extension. So who knows? But, um, but yeah, look at that as a sign of, I loved watching that. How good was that debut video for, for Dalton Langlands? Just, and also if, if you well, haven't seen it, jump on the saints Instagram. Cause they, they were posted up there. It's pretty, pretty good. Ratton, uh, having a little fun announcing that he's going to have his debut this week. Yeah. And, a, and a, yeah, a little goal kicking competition for, uh, uh, Dalton Langlands. His name is what a name Dalton Langlands. Um, ridiculous, but in true saints fashion as well, merely, Goal kicking comp. If he kicks it, he, he plays. You know, that's the that's the stakes, and everyone's in on it, and they're they're all like, oh, she's laughing, and then he kicks it, hits the post, of course, kicks a fucking point. I reckon they're what are they twenty meters out or something. Oh god, and all the players go buck wild, like laughing at it, and gee, it's funny. He gets it. I think Ratton should have had the courage to drop him because uh, he missed his set of shot at goal. <laughs> Makes it. <laughs> Makes a tough stand about this is the Imagine new St. Kilda. He's First like, yeah, you're not, not playing. You missed. You missed your fucking you missed. opportunity. That was, that was it. 
And then yeah. just has this horrible turn and just makes him cry and gets him down to do push-ups and it's this horrible new era at St Kilda that breeds success though. So it's a conflict. Yeah, man. And let's hope not. No, let's hope it's a sign of maybe not things to come with more points, but a, a, a good looking, a team that's uh, looking pretty, you know, they look pretty relaxed and happy and, you know, Brett Ratton was, I don't know, it feels, something feels good. It's feeling good, Mealy. Well, it's it's going to be a breath of fresh air into the club, and and you got like we said last week, you got six weeks to have a really good look at what he would do and how he would change things up, um, and that's really that's the best way to tell if he's the right man for the job, because regardless of whether totally. or not you had this six week period, he would have been in the conversation for that head coaching position. Um, I mean, that's of course presuming Brad Scott isn't available. Um, well, that's right. Preliminary I mean, finalist, Brad Scott. Is that? Oh, yeah, it's an incredible stat, and uh, I hope he's available. I hope that's at the two's at the top of my wish list, and then Brett Ratton. But um, you know, I'm, I'm oh, hot, sorry. Uh, you know, in answer to your question before, though, um, yeah, I was going to say in I, true AFL Eloquence fashion, we've gone probably like six, tangent. seven minutes later from question two on who I had. I had it there in the mind. I was going to always come back. Who do you think will coach next year, Carlton? Well, what I'm hearing is that they interviewed Voss and they. He did, he, that he presented well, but the selection panel don't see him as the next man for the job. Um, so I, I, <clears throat> I think that David Teague's in the box seat as long as nothing drastically bad happens this year for the for the net remaining rounds. Um, then I think that yeah, he's in the box seat to take the job. He's shown that he can coach. Um, I was really disappointed by Chris Judd's training wheels comment because it. it you know, you, you'd, you'd presume that that is a reflection of what the selection panel were thinking. Um, right, but, but maybe by that that comment, they've brought that into the, They've really reassessed that. And then there's been things like training wheels. What training wheels? And people have come out with articles that have been about, you know, his coaching credentials and... Oh, yeah. You know, and so I feel like maybe that's put a micro, uh, microscope on them reassessing that. And maybe he is more of a... You know, I feel like these things can change day to day. Like they... They maybe wanted to set out and have this thing, but if this guy's gets you, you win another five game, four, whatever. If you have a great end to this season and every and all the players want him, he can he can get the job. If he yeah. Wasn't so in, I think there. I think as long as nothing drastic goes wrong, he'll be the man in the job with Paul Ruse as some sort of director of coaching. Right. Okay. That's the kicker. That's the talk. Paul Ruse. Yep. Well, I think you'd be mad not to give him some more senior support. That was one of the biggest problems under the Bolton regime is that we had Neil Craig for a while as director of coaching, who was a good uh, senior figure sounding board. And then uh, last year we had no one in that role. And this year they've brought in Robert Walls as a kind of um, that figure, although not in a, an official capacity, oh, only Paul in a voluntary role. So it's, Paul Rose would be great. He, he's, he's, He's still got it too. And I, I know he said he's like the John, John Farnham with the last tour ever. Paul Rose is like, I'm not coaching again and just keeps coaching. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but, but he's young enough though. He's not like Mick Malthouse, senile. Come, like Paul Rose is, is still like a youthful dude who's got a lot to give still. And he's a great coach, good football. Oh, I, I think he is. I think he is. He'd be a, he'd steady the ship. He'd also, um, Anyone who is worried about hiring another assistant coach rather than a proven, you know, senior coach, um, yeah. I think that'll, bullshit, that'll calm their farm. Um, I reckon yeah. they're still going after Clarkson and they will pursue him until he point blank refuses, rules it out. 
um, which he hasn't done publicly at, at any of the jobs. Um, so, and they should, they should, they, no matter any, every club should be trying to poach Alistair Clarkson because he's just, he's got, he's the coach with the best record in the AFL. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's probably so, going to be the best coach why wouldn't you? Of, of all time. So you should, if he's potentially available. Um, yeah. There, um, yeah, I, I hear that Beveridge might be Luke Beveridge might be extending at the Bulldogs, or maybe it's already happened. He did. He has he extended. Yeah. Oh, he did. Till twenty twenty three. Oh, yeah. there we go. Okay, so that's out of question because I know a lot of Saints people were talking about that. Um, yeah. Um, is there anything else we should talk about on that? Because there is a oh, lot, it is a lot of Saints Carlton heavy chat, but it is um, it's because but I feel a lot like is a lot going of, on. A lot is. It going is on. right. <laughs> I, I would like I'd like you to answer the same question. Who do you think will be? Um, who do you want and who do you think will be the next head coach of St Kilda? I can make it pretty quick. Who do I want? Brett Ratton. And who do I think in a like horrible world? Brad Scott. Fuck, There's so many really? fucking people have said it, man. So many fucking people have said it. Why are they all I, I hope they're wrong, but they're all in the industry and Maybe there's just one lie that's got around that's like, that's just not true. Or like, or maybe again, because it got brought up in the media and Matt Finnis talked about it publicly saying like, mates, you know, if this, this talk can be put out because that's bullshit, like Lethlian's mate, you know, Brad Scott. So I hope that maybe, maybe that was something we were maybe going to do and we can reassess because I don't like how many media people have said Brad Scott's playing. Uh, coaching at the Saints next year. I hate it. So there's my... Let's hope that smoke is coming from a smoke machine rather than a fire bar. That's right. That's exactly right. And everyone's invited to come have a dance. Exactly. Well, now, uh, there was... Carl- last weekend, there was yeah. Carlton's good win over um, Sydney. There was Wallace Coast and Collingwood, which was that, that first half was... Man, that was an incredible half. Unbelievable of football. Probably... Oh, my God. One of the best... Yeah, best half of football of the year, I'd nearly say. I, I had not yeah that was that's the kind of football you you just you want to go see every week if you can yeah, that's, that's the kind of stuff that you if your team plays that way then you just glued to it it's incredible it was an amazing start to a game it was um, and then it? an amazing finish to a game as well yeah one point to the uh to the pies uh, a big a win massive, massive win and no one really thought that was going to happen they were nah. you know, pre- pretty down on them so it was a it was a big win for the pies um only yeah. Charlie Clawson, apparently. Yeah, I did hear that in two guys on cup. Yeah, he's pretty confident about that because their backs were far enough against the wall, which is a fair case. Um, but yeah, no, big win for you guys as well, Mealy. Well, well it done. was. First Magic. time since 2011, only the second time since 1993 or something crazy at the SCG. Wow. Well, we picked it. What a week to pick it, eh? Hell uh, yeah. That was good. And um, um, yeah. Essendon, man, that, that tipping Woody goal. Oh my Ooh. goodness! I tipped the Roos as well, and and that was amazing. So was did so, I. So clutch. I was just I watched it. I'm like I think I was watching it on my phone at the time, and I just just was like smiling, like shaking my head, like that is just fucking brilliant. brilliant. Like you oh. are amazing. What a great, what a spectacle. What a and you hear Essendon fans. It was awesome. They were just like parochial. Like, oh man, would have been awesome Nothing. being there. Better than being at those games where you oh, you win, you, lose you snatch your mind. victory from the jaws yeah. of defeat. It, it, oh. oh, it makes my it makes your skin tingle and like brings tears to your. It's crazy. It's the best. It's the best drug there oh, is, yeah. merely. And all those fans oh, got to uh, to experience that. That was awesome. Yeah, that was a cracking game. There were some good games on the weekend, wasn't there? There was the there were there were some really good games. Suns and Adel, uh and the Crows, hundred point uh, drubbing. 
Yeah. Um, the Gold Coast. Let's hope, it, let's hope it makes those crows complacent. Yep. Um, yeah, that's right for this weekend. Um, yeah. Mm. Those. Did you watch any of those Mighty Saints against Geelong? Uh, I watched. I watched. A, I watched a bit of it. I watched the. Um, I watched parts of the first half of it, and then the replay, and then sorry, the highlights. They were, they were, they were, they were, Excuse me, man. They were Perfect. right in it. They were right in it until three quarter time, right? Yeah, they were. Um, sorry, taking a, a sip of water. They were. That was the perfect time to watch that game, really. First half, yeah. half was awesome. The game s- slowed up in the last it did. half, and and we tired a little bit because we're we're young, fielded a young side. Actually, um, what am I talking about? I watched all of this game. I'm just my memory's shot. Anyway, well, it's hard when you watch fucking seven games oh, on a weekend. It um, really is. But and, uh, yeah, and no. when, uh, well, it's a long, a week is a very long time in footy, but and it's, of it's been a very eventful week. This feels like a and long right time. now it's that's right. It's next week when from from when those games are on. It's Friday now. Yeah. So there's games it on tonight. It's tough. Mm-hmm. It's been a long week in footy for my club. That's for sure, Millie. Oh hell yeah! <clears throat> quote me on that. <laughs> uh, Richmond got it uh, yeah. done against the Giants. Um, anything? Sorry, anything more from the um, Saints uh, Geelong game that you know? Um, no, nothing too crazy. Except that Roel Marshall is still is just becoming one of the better ruckmen in the game and oh, yeah. our most valuable player, I think, at the minute. Um, and yeah, we played a great game. It was exciting, and you know, we tired, but I, I actually liked what we what I saw. It was the first time we didn't just. We need to roll over straight away. We we were leading at half time for the first time since the nineties down at GMHBA down at Geelong. So you know, pretty rare. Um, but yeah, anyway, I, I I think there was a lot of lot of things to like, but I still still felt bad about Rich Hove. Still didn't feel good. So I'm excited to see this week, mate. Boy, oh boy. Oh hell yeah. Um, and then Brisbane just got it done against Port Adelaide as well. Yeah. Fucking port man, port, let you man. down, bro. We, I didn't tip them. Did you tip them? I tipped Brisbane. I, I can't actually remember. Yeah, I, I tipped Brisbane, and I'm glad I did because port right. they were goalless, like first six goals or something to yeah, um, to Brisbane. Yeah, the Lockie Neal bullying, uh, terrorizing, should I say? That's oh yeah, that's right. And isn't it funny the way it's received if you don't win or if it doesn't work? You're like you look pathetic and. They Idiots. hate it, but then when it works and you get over them, you just bullied them into submission and you got over them. And it's funny. I think Ken Hinckley is probably in some trouble um, at, at down at Alberton. I think he, I think he might be the. Well, I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe he's go. replaced Worsfold as as um, coach under most pressure remaining in the AFL. Yeah, because Worsfield's kind of cooled that now. With um, they're yes. in the eight, mate. The the Dons. Full full credit to the Dons. They're seventh place or eighth place. They're in the eight. That's a. I'd be very happy to see them play finals and lose. Yeah, that me too. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Love the players, hate the club. Yep, love the <laughs> lot of the supporters, hate the club. Love the supporters, dear friends, hate the club. Right. It's hate just club. don't don't worry, Essendon fans. It's just childhood trauma from when you guys won that flag. A lot of bullies around the around that time. Oh, kids. this is bullies. This is um. Oh, delivery. Very unprofessional. I got a delivery. Um, <laughs> I, I kind of. Oh, no, it's alright. I'll call it back. It's fine. No, you can take it. No, 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 no. We're, we're, all right. we're, we're, it's all good. Um, no, let's get no on to this week. What do you reckon? Yeah, let's do it, mate. Let's 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 get this show on the road. It's a uh, it's starting to heat up, isn't it? This this little run to finals. There's a log jam going on. Sure it's, is, um, and. It's a we've got a classic eight point game tonight, Bart. Oh, we do. Wowee. Um, it's big. 
It's big, man. Um, the it's it's the Crows versus uh, the Dons at Adelaide Oval, which is um, what is it, seven forty-five Melbourne time? Yep. Oh, mate, it's you'd, you'd think the Crows, right? The the Crows have got uh, they got Tom the lesser Lynch, Tom Lynch in, um, and they're playing at home, and the Dons have got a few injuries. No Arazio, yeah. no Hurley. By all yeah. the that are, I don't. How did you know how these teams usually match up? I, I don't. I don't actually really know. I haven't. No, I'm not sure, I'm not I'm sure what not their really, history is. No, but I. I but I'll tell you. I'll tell you what my tip is, though, Emil. I think that I think the Dons. I think this will be one of the upsets this week. Boy. All right. So I'm looking over their last. Yeah. Few what's matches, their last few? Essendon beat them last year when the Crows were quite disappointing. Yep. Um, and then 2017. Whereabouts was it? Was it at, uh, that was, at home? That, was, uh, that must have been at um, Docklands, I would have thought. Right. Colonial yeah. Stadium. Yeah, that's right. Um, hot under the dome. Um, <laughs> and then we had in their 2017 power year of power, mm. we had them smashing Essendon by 43 points. Also, I would say at the Docklands, potentially at the G. Right. Um, but then, then before that, it's kind of irrelevant. They just... Adelaide, Adelaide, Adelaide. Oh, Adelaide are beating them a lot. And Adelaide are a lot time. better. But, the, but that stuff's just irrelevant right now. Like, yeah. Essendon coming through their whole saga, years where players were out, one of those yep. years where, where Adelaide were grand finalists. Different Adelaide. This Adelaide lost to Port Adelaide. The this flake, is post. The, yeah. Yeah. Po- post, post, um, post. What's it called? Uh, the, uh, <laughs> um, post collective camp. mind. Post camp. Collective mind. <laughs> post collective yeah. mind, Adelaide Crows. Different beast. So, yeah, this man. is the Adelaide Crows that lost to Port Adelaide, the flakier Adelaide team, by about right. 50 points at Adelaide Oval. I reckon this Essendon team, who beat the Giants a couple of weeks ago, who mm. beat the North Melbourne, who are one of the toughest sides to beat at the minute, they are. I reckon they can go over there and, um, and beat Adelaide. If they get, get on done. their game early, you know, if they get on, the, get scoring. They've got Heppel back to begin. I'm going Essendon, mate. I've got to pick some upsets. I'm going on those Dons, riding that high with them for the minute. I love it. I really, um, I really do. And I want, I think that the, the Essendon is starting to believe that they can play finals as they should be. Um, they're really hitting some form at the right time. And, and as you said, the pressure's off Wurzvold. So, oh, I'm going to pick the Crows, though. Um, they were very impressive over Gold Coast, which, as we said, is is it's a soft kill. Um, but they, there's not much more you could do with the Gold Coast right now. Um, if you know, you, you, there's only a bad results if you're playing against the Gold Coast at the moment, which is why I'm a bit terrified because unless you beat them by sorry, over sixty points, then people are going to be kind of questioning whether or not that's it. That's actually a, a really good win. Um, so they, they did it convincingly. Um, and so, yeah, I'm going to back him again. Tom Lynch, I think is that less, the lesser Lynch hmm. is very integral to how Adelaide play. He's the link, the, you know, the link up man and all that. So, yeah, yeah, he is very integral. You're right. He's a good player. It's, he's only a little bit lesser than the other Lynch because the other Lynch is very good, but, um, he's, yeah. they're both very good football players. Um, alrighty. Point of difference there. Right. Great. Uh, Next game of the round, one forty-five at the G. Tigers taking on Port, the flaky old power. Flaky, no, the power out, power out, the rolling blackout power that out. is Port. Yeah, the rolling blackout. Yeah, this is the Pro- second of 
uh, Richmond's what six games in a row at the G to finish the season. That's a that's a nice little draw. It's isn't a it? pretty nice fixture. Yeah, you get all your players back, and then you get six games in a row at home. Yeah, they're looking all yeah. right, aren't they, the Tigers? And they're going to roll Port Adelaide. And this is Port's uh, week to win in their seesawing affair. But they're fucking when you don't going expect to get pumped. Yeah, when you don't expect them, but they're getting yeah. pumped. They're going to yeah, fucking man. lose to the Tigers. They're going to lose. I hope they lose. I'm kind of jumping on Hudson Parker's board here. Maybe I, maybe I don't like Port. I don't like what they're doing here because they, I've been wrong so many times. That's what I don't like. I don't like being wrong, Port. Stop <laughs> looking good <laughs> and having great players that I like and young players and then making me tip you and lose. Bloody Port. Yeah. I'm tipping the Tigers, oh, nearly. So are you. Me too. You? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now, uh, next game, yeah, yeah. It's da- I reckon it's a danger game. I don't. I mean, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. We're favourites. All that, but paranoia. Gold Coast have a. They have a tendency of, yeah. of um, and of, wouldn't of have beating us just when we don't. We don't want them to. Just so to... nearly interrupt or kind of interrupting you. It's just that it's such such a classic thinking of. You know, teams <laughs> like ours, like, oh, you know, I know I've lost 12 in a row and they're terrible, but this would be the week, wouldn't it, that they, you know, win one because they're due for one and we're kind of shit, we're due to lose. And it's just so funny, that mindset's exactly the same as me. I thought when we played them about four weeks ago, I was like, nah, I reckon. And I was nearly right, mate. We only just freaking beat them again, just. Yeah. So I think you, you're right for thinking it could be a danger game. If we hadn't lost to them by that, you know, what is it, a couple of points early in the season, which was really the the loss that started our run. That really hurt you know, really, you. really dirty um, form at the top of the season. Yeah, it really hurt. Um, I think that if it wasn't for that game, then I'd probably be more worried. But because we lost in a close one to them early in the season, I reckon, yeah, I've got, you've, I've got, to, ba- I've got to back the boys to bounce back. And Weedering's back. DeLuke is making his debut in place of Paddy Dow. Who's out, unfortunately. Um, What's but, happened to Paddy uh, Dow? Great story. Uh, it might be a knock-on concussion. A... Okay. He had, a, he had a pretty big hit. He got a pretty big hit last week. Oh, um, right. Yeah, in the game. So maybe it's that. Um, yeah, so I'm going to tip the Blues, but not. I'm not feeling I'm not feeling very confident. I'm also going to be at the game, which is another reason for me to feel nervous about it. No, you'll be, you'll be right, mate. You guys will get it done. I'm tipping the Blues. All right. Uh, at Giants Stadium. Uh, GWS taking on Collingwood. Mm. It's a tough one to pick this one. Collingwood have really shown hard. they can get it done on the road. They're, they're, they've got Pendles, even though he was you know out for most of last week. Moore's out. That's going to hurt him. Moore's got such an important Moore, player. Moore, Moore is, but, but they've got Moore going out and they've got Jeremy Howe coming in. So oh, like he, and He's a big in. They've also got, um, there's three handy ins. They've got some people going out, but they've got some good ins. Who is it? I know they've got Varco, who's still a good role player for them. Um, Very much so. He's in the team. He, I think they're a better team. And there's another person. Jeremy Howe. Him. Well, they've oh, got they've got a um anyway. they've got a debutant as well. Uh, another one of the rookies, I reckon, uh, is debuting for the for the Pies. Um, yeah. And Jamie Elliott is he? No, he's out. No, he's, he's out. out. Um, he's out. There's mm. another in who's not bad. There's another. I can't remember who Buddy is, which is uh, great listening for the listeners. Taylor Adams. Trying to f- Taylor Adams, mate. Taylor Adams. Huge in. Yeah, See, in. for every that's that's I I argue their ins are nearly bigger than their outs. Darcy Moore is a huge out, but having Jeremy Howe and Taylor Adams back in that team, and then Varco. That's, that's handy ins, and mate. the wonder, not a big in in terms of on ground, as big, but great, 
because it's just one of the best names in the AFL. Flynn Appleby is back in as well, um, and the oh, Giants don't have Cornelio, um, but they they also but they get they get some good ins. They get Finlayson and Mumford back, uh, which is not not insignificant. Um, no, I'm going to back the Pies in this one to get it done on the road. Mate, yeah, me too. I think that the Pies have um uh you know got themselves into a little bit better form. They had a four week, five week period. It wasn't great. They were still getting some wins, but they lost a couple. But I feel like that patch is over. Taylor Adams, big in, can't forget that. Um, and I feel like they'll get it get it done even away purely on the injuries. And you know, if Brisbane showed that the Giants the Giants can be beaten out there, and Brisbane beat them pretty convincingly there, then I reckon Collingwood will will be able to do that. But it's purely on the injuries, mate. You got no no Callum Ward, no Josh Kelly, no Canelio. That is ridiculous. And then saw Lockie Whitfield. It's just their injuries. That's all it is. The Canelio story gets more interesting by the week. I reckon, doesn't it? Um, doesn't it? It's not a when it doesn't often go for the retention, does it? When it drags this long in this, into the season, I guess Dustin Martin might be the exception in that regard. I think Josh but Kelly might have drags on. Yeah, oh, Dusty, it wasn't he? It wasn't Kelly. Dusty signed like one week into the or in the bye or something. Just in the bye week, yep. Not, not a bad way to inspire the man. yeah, not a bad way to inspire the run of finals. Your best players also signed on. Hell yeah, um, would have been pretty. He's just won a Brownlow. Yeah, would have been a good, pretty good feeling there at Tigerland for a good eighteen months. Um, yeah, it is interesting, and but you know, it's this knee might have thrown a curveball into the story in the same way that Andrew Gaff threw a right hook into his trade negotiations because all of a sudden. Dealing, did you like that, Amelia? Dealing with the you know ramifications of all of that made him reassess a lot, right? And uh, he true. may have come back to Victoria if that didn't happen. If he just played it out, he might have won a flag and moved back to Victoria. But because of that, changed things a lot. So who knows? Cornelio might have played his last game for the Giants, or maybe it has been maybe this knee has been his saving grace. It might be a thing that keeps him in. Who knows? The reprieve. Yeah, it's a tough one. Can't get an inch oh, out of Alex Williams either. I don't think it'll affect his trade value though. It's not. It's only um. It's only a uh, meniscus, an I think. Yeah. Right. Not an yeah, ACL. Yeah. It's all right. Um, pies for both of us, Neil. Okay. Uh, Brisbane and North do battle at the Gabba at seven twenty-five on the Saturday night. Um, uh, big ins also for the Lions. Speaking of um, speaking yep. of teams, Hodge. Um, yeah, um, we've got Hodge, Hodge back. Uh, McCluggage. There are others as well. McCluggage, that's right. Hipwood. He's the big one. He's a big one. Is Hipwood in yep. as well? Hipwood's in too. Oh, yep. boy. Jeez. Yeah, it's going to be a tough game to win for the Roos. The Roos, look, it'll be a cracking game of football, actually. That'll be a really good game. I love watching both of those teams. Um, Two great styles, different styles, but uh, really yeah. good styles. I think they'll match up well. And There's some bulls in there, mate. There's Mitch uh, Robinson and Zebel. Mitch Robinson Mitch and Zebel going head to head. I or even better, happens. actually, Mitch Robertson Zerha. Like just just a moment with those two, just some moments. That'd be great. Um, they're awesome, both teams. But I think Brisbane will win merely on the home ground advantage, and they're in a bit a bit better touch than North are. They're just a bit classier. Yep. They can just finish a bit better. Yeah, um, they. I feel like their scoring is comes a bit easier than it does uh, up up at North Melbourne. Yep, exactly right. Old Charlie up there, just killing it. Yeah. Uh, isn't he just, um, Frio taking on Sydney, um, over in Perth. Intriguing game. Hard one to call. Mm. Hard one to call. Um, really hard one to call. Uh, I don't know how to go in this one. I feel like Fife out, maybe no Freo mantle. 
It's a big one. Yeah, I've played. I've played in my case. I feel. I feel that um, Freo away were uh, at home uh, were tough to beat earlier on in the year when they had all of yep. their team again struck down by injuries. Not as hard to to beat over there. It's not as tough a task at the moment. And Sydney coming off a loss, a bad loss for them. You know, to to kind of seal their finals hopes, take them out of the finals. Yeah. Um, and to lose by. Carlton, who have been, they haven't lost to for, you know, a long time. It's a bit of a low for them. And they're a really proud club. And I reckon they will respond and go pretty hard at, at Optus. And no Fife is the big kicker there. Yep. Fife in, Fife in Freo, Fife out Sydney because of the aforementioned stuff. I think the emotion will be riding high for the Swans as well, following the uh, airing of the Adam Goods documentary on Channel 10 last night. Which, by the way... We haven't talked about it yet, but I've been wanting to. My God, but it was hard watching. Really great doco, but oh, sad. Made me so sad that such a oh. clever, articulate, sensitive, humble man who was just quietly one of the best players that we will have seen in our lifetimes and one of the best players to have played the game. We've lost him. That we've lost him from footy, basically. He's still doing a lot of work in the community and he's got a foundation, etc. But we, we don't hear from him in the footy in footy media or footy broadcast. We don't have him as a special comments person. We don't have him writing articles. We don't have him on any of the chat shows. And what a shame. That I mean, I can't think of a player I'd rather hear from in the past 50 years. I mean, maybe Fev, but apart from that. <laughs> Fev and Goodsy, on, I'd listen to that show. Fev and Goodsy in the morning. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Cool. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Uh, <sighs> yeah, man, I um I feel pretty ashamed to be honest that I'm yet to see it. It ran at the cinema that I worked at, but I just it was two two screenings for Sydney Film Fest, and I just couldn't see it. They were all sold out, and I bloody worked on the night. But oh look, I to, I mean, ten, you, you I will to, see it. That's the thing. I know it feels really bad. You know, it's on ten play though. I think now, so I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it. Um, not even watch it tonight before the game tonight because it, it looks shocking, man. And I'm oh, also this the other one, the Stan Grant one. Um, yeah, yeah, that is playing in at. Uh, in Sydney when you might be up here in a couple of weeks, Mealy. So maybe we right. can go, go to see that together as well. Maybe the, we can do a little AF Eloquent special on it. Absolutely. Well, we can, And one thing we can definitely do is um, do it live together for the first time oh, yeah. this year. First time That'd ever. tasty. Yeah. We've never done. We've always done it looking at a screen via Skype and Australia's amazing internet. Um, but yes, Mealy. Yeah. The, other, the other point from this movie that I wanted to raise briefly was just that it contrast, it shows it so starkly. Um, it pointed out so starkly that there were no, almost no indigenous voices within the footy media um, during this time. And it's only this year where um, in the main broadcast, Gilbert McAdam has been brought on as a special comments um, uh, expert. That's the first, that's the only indigenous voice we have on the mainstream footy media and that's crazy listening to a special radio station or you know you tune into mangrook or, or whatever and that is such a shame when it can when you consider that 11 percent of the population some of the best players we'll we'll ever see yeah. are in dig and yeah there's not a voice there's not a no one no representation in the media um and then how much better is is it when there is diversity in the media in terms of gender diversity and same with with indigenous people or people of colour even. How boring is the, bo- the boys club, man? Wayne Carey, BT, like it's all fucking dribble. It's your, your dad or your granddad's dribble. Like 
Gilbert McAdam comes in and gives some, breathes some life into it and a bit of character. And same with the the, uh, the female journalists or footballers who are there as well. It's just diff- being represented and also a different take than the same shit that you get from these old, old ex-footy players or these old white dudes. Spot on, Dart. It's, it's um yeah, we need, we need different voices in footy because it's the national language, really. It's, it's the one... It's it's that's the big stage that we have as a country that we all that gets the the airtime in other places, other things. But for Australia, it's sport, and if we're not, and AFL has been really good for quite a long time with uh, a lot of social issues, and, and 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 unfortunately, it's still not representative in its coverage, um, and doesn't provide a big enough platform for diversity. I mean, it's getting better. It's getting better, but. Gee, I want to see some more, um, some different voices in the media landscape, but really do. Younger 100%. players, younger yeah, 100%. people, and, and, that, and people of diverse backgrounds. Because at the end of the day, when, pe- when people are averse to that, when they're like, oh, it's just, you know, PC gone mad or whatever it is. At the end of the day, if all of that stuff happens, it's better for everyone. It's better quality. It's better content. It's better for all of these, the social impact that it has. It is all things better. Um, so that's all that people want, right? To make, to make things better. Um, I don't know, yeah. man. Sometimes I think that people want just to, uh, agree with everything they hear and, um, never yeah, hear challenge challenges their points of view. And if that's, yeah. if that's the law, if that's the world you want to live in, then I don't know. I'm a bit worried about that. Yeah. Well, there's hope, a lot of people I just like hope that, that this there. is a. I just hope this this is the thin end of the wedge, and that things will really um, start. We'll really start to see a shift. Well, I, well, I feel like even already, right? This only happened in twenty fourteen or fifteen when he retired. Both, yeah. When it all happened, he retired in, at the uh, end of twenty fifteen. Yeah, right. And already, it feels like this would never, ha- never happen again, and can never happen again. Um, and and feel like it would have been dealt very differently. Now, I hope it would have anyway. But I just, I just wish that it. Yeah, you're right. You're right, and that's that's the that's the that's the way you've got to look at it. Hey, um, you do have to look at it that way, and I think you're right. I think it I will... don't think it's too glass half full. I've, I gen, genuinely have no, no. some optimism, I think you're right. right? Like, I guess I just mm. wish that it hadn't. Uh, it, I just wish that we could have responded better in the moment when it did happen, not so yeah. that you know next time it'll be better. I just wish of that course. when it did happen. It's such a shame, isn't it? It's just so it, so, so shameful, like how it all went down. Uh, yeah, exactly, and that's what I mean about losing um, losing Adam from the game because we are a worse community to not for not having his voice any longer. Hundred percent, yeah. And because yeah, of that, man. the Swans will get up over in uh, <laughs> over in Perth. They're going to beat the Dockers. Suck on that, Dockers. That is a long run up for those mighty bloods to come good over at Optus Stadium. Yeah, the scene of one of the worst booing incidents. Yep. That's right. Yeah, this is some AF eloquence for you. We talk eloquently, then we snap back into football chat. Boosh. Like that. You got you to gotta keep up. Keep up. And with that, next game. Next game. <laughs> I haven't finished the round. Uh, Sunday, one ten <laughs> at the MCG. It's the big one. One of the big ones. Um, Geelong oh, yeah. versus Old... the Hawks in the game that almost always delivers. Big rivalry. It almost always does. Do mm, It almost always delivers. It always almost always does. Much like that package last week. And uh, I might say, what a fun... Uh, 
Did you say? Did you listen to? Was it on Two Guys One Cup? The that podcast, another great football podcast. Oh no, it was on Tofop, which uh, Will Anderson, Charlie Coulson's uh, podcast, where Charlie got himself a delivery about mid podcast, which I thought was uh, very funny. Merely, maybe it was a Temple and Webster delivery that he got himself. Chance. Was it? Could have been. Well, perhaps it was. Maybe. I, not, I mean, just saying. What I'm what I'm thinking is that it's odd that you would uh, have a pause because you thought you were getting delivery. Only say, "Oh no, my delivery will be here in an hour." There aren't many things that you get delivered that uh, Temple and Webster being one of them that you would, of course, be yeah. so specific yeah. with and be hitting yeah. up and yeah, a lot of communication. I guess they're just such a good provider. They. Yeah, so quick in their responses and so fast in their postage. Customer service, that's what they're all about. I'm tipping tip Temple and Webster for, for the win. <laughs> for the win. Um, um, yeah, in this great rivalry, uh, yeah, I, look, the Cats are going to win because they're a better team. But you don't, you don't want to rule out those Hawks under Alex the Clarkson, those boring old Hawks. Um, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to suggest a counter-narrative, but I'm going to suggest let's that hear the it. Hawks will win it. And that the pressure for the home final, the GMHBA home final, the, that is going to reach fever pitch because all the uh, Geelong power brokers will be fearful of losing a game, a final, an important one um, at, up at the G if they have to play there against whomever they will have to play there against. It's a hot take. Yep, and as that's I said at the top of the show, we're all about hot takes. Um yeah, well, another point of difference for us, merely for that game. Um, what do we got on the Sunday? We got we got ooh. up uh, Traeger Park. Ooh, in um, Dar- oh, Alice, Alice, Alice. Darwin. I think no, Darwin, Darwin, Darwin. It's in Darwin, Darwin. Spot on. Yeah. Um, Melbourne taking on the Eagles in a game that the Eagles will win. Yep, it's a game the Eagles are going to win. Uh, yep. Even if they're away from home, they got better players or they're playing better football. And like we said, if the Eagles beat Melbourne and uh, your Blues beat Gold Coast, which both seem like they should happen. It's an unpredictable game, but they both feel like they should happen. You overtake Melbourne on the ladder, which is a very interesting um, and very sad for Melbourne fans. Yeah. Their They're draft pick gets kinda, better. Adelaide's gets worse. Yeah. yeah, it's good for everyone. Not for Melbourne, obviously, but kind of funny, and who cares? I normally, well, their season's a write-off anyway. They must be they must be uh, hoping for a decent draft pick at least. Well, if you're a D's fan now, you'd be kind of hoping for that that you that's the, that's you all just you like lose. Possibly. Who cares? Let's get pick two and get one of those top end talents. Um, yep. But yes, I'm a West Coast tipper in this one, um, and so are you. And which brings us to a very oh. intriguing game, for, isn't for it? For just myself and for the rest of the football community, um, will we see? Or it is, of course. Uh, Saints versus the Bulldogs at Marvel Stadium Sunday at 4.30. Will we see the interim coach effect um, roll on three from three with this year with Reese Shaw, um, David Teague, and, of course, Brett Ratton winning in their first game as coaches? I think we're going to immediately. And I'll give you yep. my reasoning. All right. Because it's, it, it's not just, you know, the new coach effect that beats any team that you're playing, whatever. This this takes in what the, what the Bulldogs are like this year as well. So there's the aforementioned new coach feeling. Pressure's released. The Saints can play their footy and go out and have a crack, whatever. Debutante, it's all good. But also, the Bulldogs, who are flying, who are maybe three in a row, who can beat teams like Geelong on their, on their day, 
have also lost to Carlton and Gold Coast when the before Carlton were where they are now and Gold Coast in that run. The Bulldogs and lose to so the Bulldogs beat teams they sh- they shouldn't really beat and they lose the teams below them. And in this week, perfect storm, new coach, Bulldogs, boom, I'm tipping Saints. Mate, I think that, gee, uh, yeah, I see it. I see it, of course. It's the new that's, coach. That's the, the narrative. I'm, yeah, that's the one I'm believing, choosing to believe. <laughs> yeah, dude. I just worry about the underdogs thing. Is there a chance? I, there was a, you know, the sliding doors this week, uh, Barrett, Damien Barrett uh, was suggesting that if that the dogs play best when Luke, uh, when Luke Beveridge convinces them that they're underdogs and that he'll be able to convince them that they're underdogs this week because of uh, the bounce back factor. But it's bullshit. It's bullshit. I don't think the Bulldogs players will buy it for a second. They're not underdogs. They're going in there as form favourites, as they should be. They've, they've been playing really good footy. And I reckon in a, in a hot game of football, decided by a single kick, the Saints Ooh. are going to go to the line. Oh, very tight. tight. I reckon it's going to be Can one of those games. Love it. See a shootout, Marvel Stadium. A Sunday under the, under the, special. Under the dome. The pressure cooker, football. mate. It'll be on. It will be on. It'll be sizzling. And then the same as by within a kick. Can I get a single-digit fi- figure from you, Millie? Four points. Love it. Heard it first. Yep. Saints by four. <laughs> Saints mate. by four. And just like that, we've uh, knocked out another week. Uh, week's a long time in football, but we only have a short time for our pod every week, and that we have used up. That's, That's round right. 18 for you. There you go. Hope you enjoy that little snip of footy content. Um, we are, of course, AF Eloquence, and we're going to wrap it up on this Friday. We'll get this up ASAP. Thanks for listening on in. It was good. How do you feel, Emil? I feel great. I feel, uh, I feel like this has been a good distraction from other stuff that I need to do. And yeah, now that I'm, I'm sad that this is over because I've got other work to be getting on with. Um, oh, man. Yeah. Work sucks. Sorry to bring yeah. it down like that. Oh, no, but, you know, fuck. You know what? I'm excited. I mean, I'm really excited for this week of footy. I'm really That's excited. right, footy. Um, That's right. And tonight's going to be good. Man, I'm excited to see a four-point game at the at St. Kilda versus the Bulldogs. It's going to be huge, man. It's going to be a huge win for those Saints. <laughs> Well, hit us up mm. on uh, social media if you want to get in touch uh, or at, on email afeloquence at gmail.com in anything else I don't know have fun have a good week and see you next time bye bye